Hello, Greg here. It's a little after nine in the morning and I'm back outside sitting around the fire pit listening to the birds. Um, one of my favorite things to do, sip my coffee and listen to the birds. I was thinking about when I start to sell, sell spoons on Etsy that I would create an artist statement for the spoons which describes my process and my philosophy of uh, how I come up with what I do and part of that statement will have the term wabi-sabi in it and I'm not too sure many people know what that is exactly so I thought I would just give a really brief explanation of what that's all about. It is a Japanese aesthetic that revolves around the tea ceremony in Japanese culture. And the tea ceremony was created by Zen Buddhist monks for uh, spiritual purposes and a lot of the vessels used for the tea ceremony were very wabi-sabi. They were imperfect and uh, weathered. Um, they weren't perfectly symmetrical. They weren't, uh, they all had imperfections somewhat. And I think the method that they used was possibly the same method as raku, which is a term for making pottery, which is something that I've done and it's also one of my favorite forms of pottery because it is wabi-sabi, it is imperfect. Um, the process is a low fire. Uh, you use clay that is has a lot of grog in it that will take a lot of um, abuse because it's fired at a low temperature. It's taken immediately after the fire is turned off or it's removed from the, the kiln it is put into a, a vessel with combustible material like a trash can and once you put the hot vessel in there it catches fire and you close the lid that creates a reduction of oxygen and so a lot of chemical uh, changes are taking place within the can and you bring it out you let it cool and it has a beautiful imperfect glaze with burn marks and whatever combustible material you use or I normally use straw so it might have texture of straw where it landed on in the bottom of the can and it looks uh, very much like 
the vessels that were used in the Japanese tea ceremony. The, the vessels for, that you make from wabi-sabi, since they are fired at a low temperature, they, the clay doesn't vitrify, so it doesn't really harden like if you were firing at a higher temperature. And so it doesn't really hold water very well. It will for a little while. Um, and the glazes that they use, they're, you can get non-toxic glazes, but a lot of them are toxic. So people don't necessarily use them for eating. It's not food safe. So it's mostly a decorative piece. And that's how I approach spoons. Um, a lot of spoon carvers, they start from a perfectly cut, straight-grained piece of wood, and they're able to turn that into uh, whatever they like. It's uh, it's not the kind of wood that I have here on my property. Um, basically, using limbs, branches storm damage uh, we had the power company come through last year and cut down a bunch of trees so that's what I'm using I have abundant supply of that and once I split it it's not straight grain there are tons of knots and uh, pretty gnarly stuff and that's what I want to use that's part of wabi-sabi that's uh, that's part of beauty part of the beauty of it I listened to a podcast this morning about inspiration and what inspired a spoon carver to create a certain shape and he said that he was inspired by a spoon that he saw on uh, on a television program and he wanted to recreate it uh, that's something that you can do if you're starting from a straight grained piece of wood uh, perfectly selected I can't necessarily do that with the wood that I'm using um, what I do is once I split a piece of wood there are a lot of knots in it and the grain curves and bends around each of the knots and I look at that and I try to utilize that bend in the spoon as much as possible the natural curve of the grain as it slips around every knot in the in the in the wood so it's to the point where some of them are so curved that is it even functional? Um, yes, but it's really turning into uh, what a raku vessel would be, which is pretty uh, decorative item and uh, functional, but not that functional. So that's what I'm shooting for. I, Although I, I do like making 
perfectly straight functional spoons uh, I'm okay with the wabi-sabi spoon the uh, asymmetrical funky curves um, that's the stuff I, I really like on the other hand uh, there's something that when you're into wabi-sabi it's something that you look at and you say that's wabi-sabi but if you're off just slightly or if it looks too intentional then Debbie and I have came up with the term sloppy bobby which is not not exactly wabi-sabi it, it just looks weird and um, maybe a little sloppy so I've probably produced many of those uh, I think the trick is to keep it subtle and not get too carried away and just let the natural beauty of the wood speak through um, uh, I like to speak about wabi-sabi one more time it's somebody came up with the phrase nothing lasts nothing is finished nothing is perfect so there again I don't mind if something is asymmetrical I don't mind if it's slightly bent uh, it's poetic in my opinion and can you hear the chickens they're surrounding me <laughs> so I also think it is poetry in a spoon that doesn't always revolve around the perfectly symmetrically straight tool so I really admire the people who create beautiful spoons that are that way I'm just not at that point I'm not in my head uh, I don't think I could even I, I'm not that good to do a lot of the detail work that a lot of these spoon carvers create however that's not really where I'm going and I really enjoy the oh geez I, I hear you I hear you I really enjoy what I'm doing and I hope you do too and if you're interested in seeing some of my spoons they are on Instagram and Facebook my name on Instagram is Triple G Perez. I go by Greg. One G in the front, two G's in the back. So take a look. Thanks for listening. <laughs>